Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to go ahead and get into my message today uh, and just share with you uh, what the Lord has laid on my heart that I believe will be an encouragement to all of us. Over the last several days, uh, I've experienced a lot as we've been celebrating our independence. I had a chance to enjoy some family time. Uh, some fireworks, and some food, as you can see. And uh, also uh, just watching the, the flyover that we saw on television there uh, over Mount Rushmore, just a beautiful sight. I tell you, I know we're not a perfect nation, but we are a blessed nation, and I'm thankful for our nation, and I love my nation, and I give God all the glory and all the praise. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is about how we can be a comeback nation, a comeback nation. We've been in this series talking about comebacks and on this Independence Weekend I want to talk to you about how America can be a comeback nation. On July the 4th, 1776, the Continental Congress approved, not drafted, but approved the Declaration of Independence. One of the most famous lines that are in the Declaration of Independence, one that we all cherish, it reads this, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Can I get an amen? amen? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. On July the 4th, every year, we celebrate the independence and the birth of this great nation. The year 2020, we celebrate the 244th anniversary, the birth of this great nation. And I say we should give God praise for that. We celebrate the founding of the United States of America. From 1776 until our present day, our nation has experienced many victories as well as many challenges and setbacks. For every challenge and setback that our nation has experienced along the way, we've had the opportunity for a great comeback. I'm hopeful today, as your pastor, I'm hopeful today, and the main reason that I'm hopeful today is because my hope is in Jesus Christ. I'm hopeful today because I have Jesus in my life. He is my Lord and Savior. But I'm also hopeful today, I'm hopeful today because despite all the challenges and despite all the setbacks that we're facing in our nation today, I am hopeful today that with God's divine intervention and with God's help, uh, we can come back again and America can be a comeback nation. I believe that. I'm hopeful that that's going to be the case. I, I believe today that the reason that we've been a comeback nation throughout all the years is because this nation was founded on a biblical and godly foundation. If you read the Declaration of Independence, you will see God is mentioned in the Declaration of Independence many times. And so I believe because we're built on a godly foundation that we will be a comeback nation. And friend, we have made some major comebacks in this nation 
You think about all the challenges and all the setbacks that we have faced over time, the victories that we have experienced, the challenge and the uh, setbacks of slavery. We defeated it. The challenges that we faced as we've gone through the different wars, we were able to come back from those. The challenges that we faced, uh, when you think about the, uh, the, the being bombed at Pearl Harbor, I think about Mr. Jarvis who fought in the Korean War. Sir, we appreciate your service. We appreciate your service and what you did for our nation. We give God glory. And thank you, sir, and to all the many veterans that have served here. You think about the wars that we've come back from. You think about the Great Depression that we were able to come back from. You think about the the attacks at 9-11 that we're able to come back from. You think about the pandemic that we're facing now. You think about the pandemonium that we're going through now. I'm just telling you, friend, we've had some setbacks and we've had some challenges, but America is a comeback nation. And the reason why, as I mentioned earlier, is because we are founded. This nation was founded and built on the uh, a godly foundation. Our forefathers, they, listen, they designed, listen, they designed America to be built with God being the center of it all. I was listening to this message a few weeks ago and I heard a piece of history that I was not aware of and it just really began to speak to me. But did you know that when the United Nations building was being built in New York City, and I've been by that building a couple of times, when they were building the United Nations building in New York City, there was an actual controversy and a debate from all the ambassadors from the, Uni- from the United Nations on whether they would build a house of worship in the very center of the UN building. They were debating it. Should they be a house of worship in the very center of the United Nations building? And through the controversy and through the debate that was going on over this place of worship in the center of the UN building, the people of New York City caught wind of it and they began to start writing uh, newspaper articles. And one of the headlines in one of the newspapers in New York City during that time read this in regards to, do we put a house of worship in the center of the UN? And the headline read, do we invite God in? Do we invite God in? That is the question a lot of people are asking today. That is the question a lot of people are wondering today. Do we invite God in? And friend, listen to me. The answer to that question is, yes, we invite God in. Yes, we welcome God to be the center of it all. Look, when you look at all the challenges and all the setbacks that we're going through right now, we need God to be invited in and be the center of everything right now. We need God to be the center of it all. We need to invite Almighty God to be the center of it all. Listen to me. The UN is not the solution. The Democrats are not the solution. The Republicans are not the solution. Jesus Christ is the solution to what we're facing right now. And he's the only one that can give us a great comeback in our nation. The Bible says in Psalm 33, 12, Blessed is the nation whose God is Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is Lord. In other words, blessed is the nation whose God is the center of it all. Blessed is the nation who has invited God in. And we got to make sure that we invite God in. A comeback nation is one whose God is Lord. Is he Lord over your life today? Come on. Is he Lord over your life or you just keep playing religion? Is he Lord over your life? Is he, is he Lord over your plans and Lord over your dreams? Is he Lord over all your relationships, no matter 
uh, who they are or what color their skin is? Is he Lord over your home? Is he Lord over your political views? And most of all, is he Lord over our churches? Listen to me, friend. God has to be the center. We have to invite him in, and God has to be the center of it all if we're going to be a comeback nation. Now, this week I had... Someone sent me a devotion, and there was a passage from the Psalms there that really, when I read it, it, it just grabbed my heart. And so I want to share this psalm with you today, and let this be the basis, and I'm going to share with you what God has laid on my heart, but it's in Psalm 11. You can open up your Bibles. I'll have it on the screen, Psalm 11. Now, let me just give you the context of this psalm. This psalm is not, it's David just writing this psalm, but this is not a prayer, but this is a response this is a response. And let me tell you what's going on here. David is gathered there and he has these counselors, these people around him that are pouring wisdom into him and helping him make some decisions. And, and David's standing there and he's looking back at the society there and he sees that the, the wicked have invaded the land. And because the wicked have invaded the land, David says the foundations are starting to collapse in that godly society. And he's wondering what in the world can we do? And his counselors come to him and they say, David, here's what you need to do. You need to flee to the mountains like a bird. In other words, when everything starts to fall apart, you know what you need to do, David? You just need to get out of town. But David says, no, that's not what I need to do. I don't need to run in fear, but I need to engage what's going on. And I need to be somebody that's right there. What can I do? And this is the conversation that David's having here with his counselors. David says in verse 1, I will trust in the Lord for protection. Some translations read that I will run to the Lord in refuge. He'll be my shield. David says, listen, I know that things are looking bad around us right now, but I'm going to trust in the Lord for protection. So why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are right. Some translations say the heart of the righteous. Listen to verse 3. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? David, look at this, all the way to verse 3. You see this, this bleak picture, this dark picture of what's going on in this godless society that once uh, was godly. It was once a godly society, and now the foundations are falling, and, and David is wondering, what in the world? And then in verse 4, here's the answer, but the Lord. But the Lord. He says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. Think about that. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence. He will rain down blazing coals and burning sulfur on the wicked, punishing them with scorching winds. For the righteous Lord loves justice, but the virtuous will see his face. Some translations say that the righteous will see the face of God. Father, thank you for this psalm. I pray right now, Lord, that you would just take the word and may it come alive in the hearts of everyone here. And Lord, we know your word will never return void. I pray for your anointing upon me, your anointing upon everyone listening. May we receive the word and may the word of God change us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In this psalm that I just read to you in Psalm 11, David is reminding us that no matter the nation, He's speaking of his nation here, but really we can apply it to any nation that there's two paths a nation can take. 
A nation can take a path of judgment and a nation can take a path of blessing. And I pray that America will take the path of blessing. Amen. David is there and he's reminding, he's reminding us that a nation is going to have people in it. Some are going to be godly and some are going to be godless. And David was looking at a, a godly society that was on the verge of collapsing. And the reason that this godly society was on the verge of collapsing, the reason that the foundations were about to collapse was because the wicked, the Bible says the godless, they were trying to destroy it. They were trying to tear down the righteous. And the result was that the foundations of the nation were collapsing right before their eyes. And we see that same thing happening in America today. The, the, the godless are working to collapse our biblical foundation on which America was founded on. The godless are working at a rapid pace to collapse America by attempting to tear down God and to tear down the righteous. That's the ultimate goal, friend, is for them to tear down God and to tear down the righteous. This past week, I was reading an article, and this gentleman was talking to in regards to our weekend celebration of the 4th of July, and he made this statement here in his article. He said, instead of celebrating our freedom in 2020, we're now fighting for it again. You see, we're fighting for our freedom for us, and we're fighting for our freedom for our children, and we're fighting for our freedom from our, for our grandchildren, and for generations after us. There is a war going on, friend. There's a war, and it's a spiritual war, you see, right before our very eyes, we see a war on the stars and the stripes. Right before our very eyes, we see a war on the soul for America. Right before our eyes, we see a, a, a war for a power grab. We see a war against life and liberty and a pursuit of happiness. We see a war against the American way. We see a war against the American dream. We see a war against Christianity. Friend, that's what it all boils down to is a war against Christianity. Because our country was founded on a godly foundation. Someone sent me this post a few weeks ago. Christianity will survive without America, but America will not survive without Christianity. You see, we see things happening today in our nation that we never thought we would ever see before our very eyes. We see people who hate America and they want to collapse it. We see people who hate Christianity and the biblical foundation in which we were founded upon and they want to collapse it. Listen, the United States has gone from being the home of the brave to the home of the offended. Instead of learning from our history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to learn from our past so we can move forward and become an even greater and stronger nation together, now there's a group that hate America that want to erase it. Make no mistake, friend. Listen, make no mistake. It is an intentional mission by the godless to collapse America as we know it. And it's happening right before our very eyes. Amen. David said, David said about this nation that was crumbling before him. David said, listen, the foundations of law and order are collapsing. What, what can the righteous do? And that's where I feel I'm at right now. What can we do? We see everything burning around us. We see everything crumbling around us. We see the chaos. What can the righteous do? What can Christians do? Well, let me tell you what we can do, friend. Listen to me. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to stand up. And it's time for the church to speak up. 
Until the church decides to wake up and pray. Until the church decides to stand up in courage. Until the church decides to speak up in love. Until the church decides to, to live a holy life and not live like the world. Until the church decides to stop living in fear of being labeled by those who hate America. I believe until the church decides to wake up and stand up and speak up, I believe, friend, that the foundations will continue to collapse and there will be no hope for a comeback. The comeback, it starts with the church. The comeback starts with you. The comeback starts with you. The comeback starts with you. The comeback starts with me. The comeback starts with the church. Listen, it's the church house, not the White House, that's going to bring change. It starts with the church house and not the governor's house. It starts with God's people and not politicians. It starts with God's people seeking the face of God. If we're going to experience a comeback in this nation, it's going to start with the church. So what can the righteous do? What can the church do? How can America come back? Well, the very first thing I want to tell you, friend, the very first thing that we need to do if we're going to be a comeback nation, I'm talking to the church, we need to return back to God. We need to rededicate ourselves back to the Lord. We need to consecrate ourselves to God. I want you to notice in this Psalm 11 that David, he's there, and he feels probably like a lot of us right now. He's looking at everything around crumble. He's looking at the foundations as they collapse around him. And the Bible says that David says, no, my protection comes from the Lord. In other words, David is saying that my refuge is in God. In other words, that when everything around me starts to crumble and everything around me starts to collapse and there's no law and order in the streets, I can run to God. I can return back to God. And he'll be there for me. And that's what David did. He returned to God. We need to return back to the Lord. You know why? Because we have drifted away from the Lord. We have drifted away from the Lord. The church has drifted away from the Lord and now the foundations in our nation are collapsing. We, we've allowed the church I'm talking to, we have allowed God to be pushed out of our society because we refuse to wake up and stand up and speak up. We have allowed God to be kicked out of this nation. And the result is now we have no law and no order in the streets of America. Now we have violent gangs that are terrorizing fellow citizens. Now we have people being murdered unjustly in the, in the streets across America. Now we have law enforcement that is being ambushed and murdered by the day. Can I suggest to you today that the collapse that we see in the foundation and the chaos that we see today going on in America is because we have kicked God out of our nation. We've kicked God. I'm talking to the church. Listen, we have kicked God out of our lives. And we've decided that we're going to pursue after our own desires and our own way of living. And then when we need God, we'll invite God in. We work God in when we have time for God. God should be the very first thing in our life. Jesus should be the very center of our life. Oh, you let something blow up in your life, and man, he's right there. He's first. But as soon as everything gets back to normal, you put him back here on the back shelf, and you go back pursuing your own way of life. That's not what God wants. He wants to be the center of it all. It's time to return back to God. We have kicked God out of our homes and failed to teach our children the attributes of God. We've kicked God out of our schools. 
We've kicked God out of our colleges and universities. We've kicked God out of the way we govern this land. And sadly, and sadly, we have kicked God out of the majority of the churches. And that's why the majority of churches are dying and drying up and they're closing the doors. Because they have a form of godliness and they're denying the power of God. God forbid that we ever deny the power of God here in this ministry. That we still believe, friend, that people can encounter the Lord and their whole life can be transformed. Because there's power in God. He is all-powerful. God, help us today. We've kicked God out of our nation. What did we expect would happen? What did we think would happen? If there's ever been a time that we need to return back to God, it's the day and the time that we're living in now. And I truly believe this with all my heart. I believe that everything that we see going on in our land today, I believe out of God's love and out of God's rich mercy that he's trying to wake us up. He's trying to get our attention and wake us up and tell us, listen, you need to get right. Return back to me because I'm coming soon. And out of mercy, out of mercy, he's trying to wake us up for a call to come back to him. What are you going to do today, friend? Are you going to continue to run and play those games of religion or are you going to return back to God and, and rededicate yourself and consecrate yourself to God so you can be that vessel that he can work through? Listen, if we're going to be a comeback nation, we have to come back to God. And it starts with me and it starts with every one of you here today. It starts with the church. We need to return back to God in repentance. That means turning from sin. Hello? That we need to turn from sin. We need to come back to God and return back to Him in submission. And that means just surrendering your life completely to God and obeying Him. If He's calling you to do something, you're, you're willing to do whatever He says do. It's a return back to God in worship. It's a return back to God in righteous living that we would be different than the world and the way we live. If we're going to be a comeback nation, we need to return back to God. Can I get an amen? amen? The second thing I want to remind you of here is how can America come back and what can the righteous do? We need to return back to God's word. Friend, we need a revival of God's word. I wonder today, and I'm not going to do it, if I took a poll and asked you to raise your hand, how many of you were in the word reading it before you ever even came to church today? I'm talking to the church. We, we need revival. We need a revival of the word of God. God's word, the reason we need God's word is because God's word is divine truth. The psalmist said it. I love it. He said, listen, the sum of all of God's word. He says, listen, from the front cover where it says Holy Bible to the back where it says genuine leather. It says, listen, the sum, the sum of God's word is truth. That means all of God's word is truth. Jesus said this to his father in heaven on, in John 17, 17. Talking about the word. Jesus said, Father, your word is truth. Your word is truth. And Paul told Timothy, he says, all scripture is breathed out by God. And it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. I'm just here to ask a question right now. Could it, be, could it be that we're seeing a collapse in the foundations here in America because we're no longer teaching God's divine truth? Could it be that we're seeing a collapse in the foundation because God's people are not even reading God's divine truth? 
Why, why are we not using God's word to teach America that all lives have value, no matter their skin color? The Bible says that we're all made in the image of God. Why are we not using God's word to teach America that all lives are valued, no matter if the life is inside the womb or outside the womb? Why are we not using God's word to teach America that every life is a gift from God? Why are we not using God's word to teach America that God's definition of marriage is between a man and a woman? Why are we not using God's word to teach our children that the Bible says that they're all created in the image of God and they're made male and female? Listen, there shouldn't be no gender identity crisis. Listen, we teach them from the word. You're either male or female. Why are we not using God's word to teach America that sin is sin? And because we're not using the word of God, and God's divine truth to teach America, the result is that we see people parading their perversion right in the face of God. I, I would never have put this on the screen to show it, but something that I saw and caught a glimpse of just a few weeks ago just broke my heart, and really, really, it's just a picture of what's going on in America right now. And I'll tell you what I saw. In one of the major cities in America, there was a police car that was just right there in the middle of a street and they had spray painted over it, knocked the windows out of it. And it was just sitting there and this, this woman, and you, she came up there, no clothes on, and got right up on top of the police car and used the bathroom on top of it. Parading the perversion right in the face of God. Because we're no longer using the word of God to teach sin is sin. And Paul tells us why. Because in Romans 1.25, it says they have exchanged the truth for a lie. They have exchanged the truth for a lie. In other words, they're trying to create their own truth and they're trying to manufacture their own truth. But we know today, friend, that the truth is God's word. And we need God's word to keep us from sin. Psalm 119.11 says this, that I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need a revival of the word of God. If we're going to be a comeback nation, we must return to the Bible. I love what George Washington said. He says, it's impossible to rightly govern a nation without God in the Bible. If we're going to be a comeback nation, friend, we must love the word of God. We must believe the word of God. We must obey the word of God. We must preach the word of God. We must live the word of God. And we must read the word of God. If we're going to be a comeback nation, we need to fall in love with God's truth because it's divine. God's word is the only truth that can set the captive free. God's truth is the only truth that can open the eyes of the blind. God's truth is the only truth that can provide salvation to the lost. God's truth is the only truth that can give hope to the hopeless. God's truth is the only truth that can cleanse you from all sin. God's truth is the only truth that can save you from hell. God's truth is the only truth that can transform your life. God's truth is the only truth that can heal the brokenhearted. Thank God for his divine truth today. Can you say thank you, Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a term going on right now in our society. Many of you may have heard of it. Something I've called attention to here recently. There's two words that people are using now. It's called cancel culture. Anybody heard it? Cancel culture. 
You see, I want you to understand, friend, the godless, like David's day in this psalm, the, the godless are attempting to counsel culture. The godless are attempting to collapse the truth. The godless are attempting to counsel the truth. Godless professors in our colleges and universities, they're attempting to collapse the truth. Godless politicians are attempting to collapse the truth. Godless judges are attempting to collapse the truth. Godless media, they're attempting to collapse the truth. Listen to me. The godless can do all they want to try to rewrite truth, to remove truth, but my God declares that no one will ever counsel God's word. My Bible says that the grass withers, the flowers fall but the word of God it stands forever hallelujah hallelujah God's word God's word is divine truth and I'm here to declare to you today friend that God's word will never be canceled out it will never be canceled out. It will never collapse. And this is not a time for us to run from truth. This is a time that we need to return to the word of God. We need to come back with God's word. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. It's a, it's a lamp, friend. It's a light to your feet. It's a, lamp to, it's a light to your feet. It's a lamp to your feet. It's a light to your path. It keeps you from sinning. And we need the word of God in our, we need a revival. Pastor Kevin, if you'll help me. I got seven more points to go. Okay, I'm just making sure y'all are awake and alive. Amen. If we're gonna be a comeback nation, we need to make a return back to God, the church, all of us. If we're gonna be a comeback nation, we need to, return back to God's word because it is divine truth. And if we're going to be a comeback nation, we need to return in prayer. We need to return back to prayer. Jesus stood before him and he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Prayerless churches, prayerless preachers, prayerless followers of Christ, how do we expect God to move at all and we're not even praying? When, 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 the, when the city's on fire and there's no law and order in the streets and when the foundations that our fathers have built this place upon it are godly and biblical are beginning to collapse, what, what, what can, David said, what can we do? What can we do? We can pray. We can pray. We can pray. We can pray, we can fall on our knees, and we can cry out to God. God, have mercy on our nation. God, work in a divine way. God, would you divinely intervene? We need God to divinely intervene. Intervene, maybe in your personal life. Intervene with a situation that you're going through. Intervene in our government. Intervene over this land. We need God to intervene. David said that the righteous will see the face of God. That was the last verse in that psalm. The walls are crumbling, the foundations are falling, but at the very end, the righteous will see God. <laughs> Friend, that just means that we're going to be in the presence of the Lord and that through prayers we come together, we can just, 
we can go into the presence of the Lord and we can touch heaven with our prayers and we can, we can see God come down and we can see God bring a comeback again. I'm hopeful today, friend. I want you to know that I'm hopeful today because we're willing to return back. We're willing to get into the word and we're willing to pray that God will give a comeback to this nation. I believe it. A great awakening and a great revival. Many of them started because people were hungry and began to pray. It starts with you. I said it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with God's people. For if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. See, we don't have a problem telling other people to turn from their wicked ways. But what about the wicked ways in our own hearts? That God would evaluate us and we would humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways. Then he says, I will hear. I will hear. God will hear. Do you hear me? The creator says, I will hear. And I will heal and forgive. I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Friend, we need our land to be healed. We, we, need, we need our cities and communities to be healed. But it starts with God's people. It starts with God's people. This is not the time for us to fall asleep. This is not the time for us to sit back. But this is a time for us to watch and pray. And I pray that God would help us as we fall on our knees and cry out to him that he would intervene in this land. I love my nation. I serve this nation. I'm thankful. Even though there's been a lot of bad set, uh, setbacks over time, I'm still grateful to be part of this nation. But I see, I see like David that there's no law and order and the foundations are crumbling. What can we do? When I was studying this passage, I'm closing here. When I was studying this passage, one of the great Bible teachers that I've truly respected over time, he's gone on to be with the Lord, named Warren Wearsby. He was given commentary on this passage. And David asked the question, what can the righteous do when the foundations have collapsed? And Wearsby said, we lay the foundations again. We lay the foundations again. We don't give up. We don't quit. We don't wave the white flag and surrender. No, we, we wake up, we stand up, we speak up, and we begin to lay godly foundations again. And it starts with the church. We can begin today to lay those godly foundation so we can experience a great comeback. Listen, you want to know when America will be great again? America will be great again when America is godly again. It's not too late. I believe that there's a wake-up call for all of us. And if we're willing to humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways, that God's going to hear and God's going to heal and God's going to forgive and we're going to see him do a mighty work. But I, listen, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting ready to take off any second. And if I do, that'll be awesome. I'm so thankful that right here in this time of history that we live in, I'm so thankful that God has us right here because we get to be a part of what's going on. We get to be part of the solution.
because God is on our side. Would you stand with me, please? Real reverently, because I want us to pray. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Please focus. I'm getting ready to lead us in a prayer. And I want it to be, first of all, us just rededicating ourselves back to God, a return back to God, and that we would be willing to just turn from our wicked ways and humble ourselves. And then I want to lead us in a prayer for our nation, that God would just begin to heal our land. So make this prayer personal for you right there where you are. Are you ready for a comeback? It's going to start with you, and it's going to start with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, First and foremost, Lord, we want to thank you for your, your, your wake-up call to us, God. We may not understand everything that's taking place around us, but we know, God, that you love us enough that you're trying to get our attention to wake us up so there'll be a, a return back to you. And so today, Lord, on this July the 5th of 2020, God, we're here just to rededicate our lives back to you, God. Lord, maybe the one watching online right now, the one that is gathered here in person, God, maybe they just need to, uh, for the first time, make a commitment to you. Maybe they're collapsing because of sin in their life. Maybe they're collapsing and headed toward a real hell and out of love. This preacher is just saying, wake up, wake up and give your life to Jesus and begin to follow him so you can have a home in heaven. Right there where you are, friend, just say, I'm giving you my life, Jesus. I'm committing my life to you and I'm rededicating myself back to you, God, for a fresh encounter with you, God. I need you, Jesus. Forgive me for running the other way. Forgive me for drifting, Lord. I'm turning from my wicked ways. And today, Lord, I surrender. I humble myself before you and declare you to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we come to you today, God, and thank you for your eternal truth, your divine truth, the word of God that keeps us from sinning. And so today, God, we make a fresh commitment back to you, Lord, that we'll be people who are in the word of God, who love the word of God, who believe the word of God, who obey the word of God, who read the word of God, who live out the word of God right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we do this, God, We pray, we pray, we seek your face and declare right now over this nation that you will forgive us of our sins and that you will heal our land. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our land. Lord, heal it, Lord. Heal it from the brokenness that it's in, God. Heal our land. Help our people. Fill our hearts with hope today, God, knowing, Lord, that it's never too late for a comeback. God, that with you, God, and your divine intervention and with your help, God, we know, God, that we will come back. We'll come back, Lord, depending more on you than we ever have before. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Do it again, Lord. Come on, church, say do it again. Do it again, Lord. You've done it time and time and time throughout our history. Do it again. Do it again, oh God. And do it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you clap your hands for Jesus and say thank you, Lord? Amen. Amen.